This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now, Where the Stars Fell is offering director's commentary to all Fable and Folly Plus supporters, still entirely ad-free. Fable and Folly Plus. Sign up today at fableandfolly.com slash plus. All right. Ready? Are you sure about this? It's not that bad of a drive. It's 36 hours. I did it before. To California, and with all the time in the world, we've got a bit of a ticking clock here. Okay. If you're absolutely a billion percent sure. I am. What's it called again? Huttonsville, West Virginia. Population 235. If you need a nexus point, try the Tiggerts Valley Church. Right. Are you sure you don't want to- You're not a battery, Edison. You're my girlfriend. I can manage perfectly fine without the boost. Okay. If you dent my truck, I will legit start the apocalypse. Oh, let's not joke about that. I'm not joking. If you throw up again, do not aim for my shoes. I wasn't aiming for them. And it was one time. Oh, holy shit, you did it. Lucy, you... Whoa, hey, hey, I got you, I got you. Ow. Okay, hey, sit down for a sec. We'll get in the truck in a second. I'm driving. Where are we? Uh... Beach Foreplay Wildlife Management Area. Okay, I know where that is. We're on the other side of the state. Shouldn't be more than a little over three hours. Are you all right? Am I all right? Honey, you almost passed out. Edison. Yeah, I'm fine. Sorry, I know I've been weird all day. Right. So I'd like to ask again. Are you all right? Why wouldn't I be? I'm going home.
The cotters. A painted mailbox. How domestic. Oh, yeah. They are totally the type of people to do that. Are they excited to see you? I think so. I mean, I don't know if they'll even recognize me now. The door is open. The screen is probably locked. Hello? Ed? Oh, you made it! Daniel, honey! Ed made it! Come here, you! <laughs> Ed? Ed Tucker! Hi, Mr. Cotter. Look at you! <laughs> <laughs> uglier and uglier by the day, right? <laughs> you look so healthy. <laughs> Who's this? Lucille Kensington. Nice to meet you. Lucille, huh? And you're Ed's... Friend. Your friend? There are words you want to put in front of that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's right. Alrighty. Well, (laughs) come on, you two. Before the rain picks up. naked at the counter, and Miss Bradford would call up my mama and say, Mrs. Chen, don't you worry about your girl, because Laura's safe at my house eating fried chicken. (laughs) And you did that every Sunday? Just about. What's with kids wanting to be naked all the time? Hey, if we didn't get taken to church, I'm sure we'd all still want to run around butt naked as a Lucy? Hmm? I saw you eyeing the last of your mac and cheese. Uh... Thank you. (laughs) Either of you girls want any more brisket? Uh, no, thank you. Between y'all and a friend of mine back in Oregon, I've had enough brisket to last me a decade. Must have been quite the brisket back home. Uh, something like that. Well, once you finish up that mac, I could bring out some banana pudding. If I ate another bite, I'd pop. Agreed. Let me help you with that. No, no. I insist. So, an author, huh? Uh, uh, Yes. Good night, Mrs. Cotter. Hey, Mr. Cotter, where's Lucy? She went off to bed. Tired from traveling. You have no idea. You know, I wouldn't have picked her for you. Yeah? She's a bit tight-laced, but clever. I like her. Me too. I'd hope so. She, um, she told me some things. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Like what? That you've... Uh, you've got a nice little cabin up in Oregon. You've got a pet alligator lizard. You still drive that truck after all these years. <laughs> and... Uh, you're the Antichrist. 
and you believe her? Sure do. Okay. Mr. Cotter. You go to church your whole life and sit in that pew and think, man, I hope this stuff is real. It'd be a real waste of my time if it wasn't. And then you get confirmation. And you sort of wish you hadn't. You know what this means, right? Me as the Antichrist. I got some idea. That dad of yours know? Which one? <laughs> Good point. Joe knows. Yeah. He's responsible. And you're still seeing him tomorrow? Yep. Well, I'll be having some banana pudding before bed. The offer's still there. Sure. Dad. Eddie. My God. Where the hell you been? Whatever happened to High? Whatever happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> well, sit your ass down. You've got some explaining to do. So... That Californian living really got you, huh? I'm in Oregon now. Same thing. You do good to come back here? Didn't have the time. Bullshit. I got four PhDs, Dad. My job wouldn't let me go. Yeah, you a teacher now? Professor? Hmm. Huh. You seen that rifle against the steps? Yup. Bring it to me. The rag, too? Mm-hmm. I imagine that makes good money. Uh-huh. Nice. Very nice. Yeah? Mm-hmm. A lot of hippies out in California, I bet. I guess. Never bought into that shit. Save the planet. <laughs> yeah, save it for what? More people to destroy it? We need less plastic. We need less cars. We need to eat tofu. Bullshit. You know what we need? What? A bomb. <laughs> Not as many deer out here as of late. That's so. Good fucking riddance, I say. Decades of shooting at them, finally they learn to keep the hell away. Right. Yeah, when I'm craving something gamey, though, I miss them. <sighs> Reaching in the choir. Dear media legal out there or something? Uh, harder to find. In the city, can't really just go out into downtown Stanford and kill a stag. And they don't got any in stores? <laughs> Not for cheap. What about that professor money? Hey, I still got a room with somebody. <laughs> 
And strange, thinking of you buying meat in a grocery store. Yeah? Yeah. Back in the day, you could outshoot any boy in town. I guess I could. I figure you lost the touch by now. <laughs> no. No? In that cushy Californian life of yours? Trust me, I've still got it. How long has it been since you killed something? Not long at all. Well, you could prove it. Huh? A couple of squirrels have been tearing the hell out of the plum tree. Figure if you can hit one of them fellers, you still got the touch. Hand it over. That a girl. Well, would you look at that? Look at the size of that thing. Man, oh man. <laughs> I knew you hadn't gone soft. That's my girl. <laughs> like riding a bicycle. You know, I, I think it's about time you had this. Dad. I know you know your way around a gun, but uh, this gun here is ineffable. Oh. I reckon you know what that means. Yup. Well, an ineffable gun doesn't mean shit if it shoots normal bullets, so whenever you load into it, that becomes ineffable too. Pretty fine trick. Got it. Got it. Well, since you grew up with her, you should be fine. Shit, uh... Dad, I... Edison! The hell's that? Edison. There you are. Lucy. Uh, don't worry, I know her. Edison, we were supposed to come out here together. Who's this? Oh, uh, this is my, uh... Andrus. Lucille. Don't reckon we ever met proper. No. Well, at least it's a different kind of weird than I was afraid of. How's babysitting? You raised... Did you drive my truck? Oh, you have fun with that. That thing's bought and paid for all on her own. What's that name you give it? Princess. <laughs> this ought to be good. I'll holler when dinner's ready. Did you break, dent, or scratch anything? No. That's my girl. <laughs> I never let anyone else drive her, you know. You should count yourself real special. Lucky me. So, dinner. It's rabbit. You like rabbit. I like rabbit when you make it. I make it how he taught me to. We don't do beans on toast around these parts. Hmm. <laughs> What? You just... sound so much like him. With the accent. Yeah, I 
figured it'd come back quick. Scary. You looked nervous. When you said my accent was thicker? When I said you sounded like him. Edison. Look, just because he's a demon- You're right. You're from hell, and you haven't given anyone a personality disorder. It's... complicated. You are using a very flexible definition of that word. Okay. Don't take this the wrong way, but you didn't have a dad. And that sucks, and if I ever see the guy, I'm gonna kick his teeth in, but... I'm not saying you had a perfect, happy childhood, but... You had a really good mom. I've met her. She's great. It wasn't... Did you ever not know if there was gonna be dinner that night? No. Yeah. Well, that happened sometimes, but my dad usually came through. And that doesn't make any of the rest of the shit that I went through with him okay, but it makes it complicated. He's a demon. Nobody ever taught him how to be a real human father, but unlike my mom, the angel who just kind of gave up on that shit and apparently left right after I did, he tried to figure it out. He didn't get it right all of the time. Most of the time. But he tried. He fucking tried, okay? He taught me how to take care of myself and keep myself safe, and that's what dads are supposed to do. Did he teach you that you're worth saving? That's what I've got you for, right? Right. I'm not a total waste of your time. I've got a kick-ass truck, even if you're weird about her. I am not weird about your truck. I have nothing against it. Right. Your father, on the other hand... Lucy. Let's drop it for now, okay? For now. It's gonna be fine. It's only a half a meet the parents, and my dad's a good cook. You know what? It's gonna be great. I am so sorry, oh my god. Well, he was more tactful than you were that first time. It's... it's a demon thing. He was... Probably just trying to get a rise out of you, which doesn't make it remotely okay, but... Edison, he is not the first person to ask what happened to your leg, and he will certainly not be the last. You get used to it. Yeah, but it's still insanely rude. Well, it's funny. What is? I've seen more people with mobility aids, and one's my age to boot, than I think I've ever in my life... You don't have much health care here, do you? That's an incredibly blunt way of putting it, but... Yeah. There's still not much of a handle on the black lung thing. Around here, people kind of assume if you're rocking one of those, you've seen some shit. Means... something, I guess. You all have a very funny way of deciding on respect. It's not perfect. It's pretty messed up, actually. Uh, what's mine is yours. It's pretty. Yeah, it is. I forgot how the sunsets look this high up. 
actually... I know a better place to watch it. You can see the whole town from up here. Yep. And those mountains out there go all the way up the rest of the country and all the way down to the Carolinas. I would come up here all the time as a kid, especially after I bought Princess. Put a blanket here on the bed, turn on the radio. Do you have any other stations around here besides country music? Hey, don't you go dissing Tanya Tucker. Apparently that's where my dad picked out our last name from. It's not the female songs I find difficult to tolerate. Mostly. Okay, well, you hate the one rock album I have in my library, but I saw all those Velvet Underground records you've got. If it grows on you, it grows on you. Are you comparing the grandfathers of Britpunk to Kenny Chesney? Well, Lou Reed didn't write She Thinks My Tractor's Sexy, now did he? No, he did not. Look, if you want to shit on country music from an ideological and political standpoint, knock yourself out. Plenty of fish in those particular barrels. But it's about more than that. Oh, really? Like what? Like, there was this guy called D. Ford Bailey. He was the first guy to get his own introduction on the Grand Ole Opry, first black person on the show, and the first country artist to record music in Nashville. And he had this thing he could do on the harmonica where he was so good, he could recreate the entire soundscape of a train pulling into the station all by himself. And anyone who heard him play knew he was the most talented guy in the room, but when he was traveling around with the other musicians, there weren't a lot of restaurants or hotels they could go to that would accept black people. So even if the other guys were hungry or tired or whatever, they would keep going until they found a place that would take all of them. Not because of any altruistic guilt shit or whatever, but because they were a team. Bailey was part of their people. And when you've got your people, you take care of each other, no matter what, because you know that if you give them a hand, they're going to help you out too. It's why they open and close the Opry so much with, will the circle be unbroken? Maybe the circle's got some dents in it and half the circumference is trying to yank out the other half, but they can't because everything always comes back around. The people who started that circle were poor as shit and sick as hell, and everyone assumed they were too dumb to do anything other than die in the mines. The real ones remember that, and that the circle's only still here because they took care of each other. That's why I love country music. Do you miss it here? That's a very complicated question. I don't miss people looking at us weird. I don't miss playing drunk kid with a gun or fireworks, especially when I'm trying to sleep. Sure as hell don't miss getting any food that isn't processed or frozen or canned being nearly half a day's round trip. But... Listen. We live out in the middle of the woods. It doesn't sound the same. (laughs) And look, we don't have the ones that glow in Oregon. Oh. And we just have the worms in Britain. Here, keep your hands still. See? Just a bug. 
They don't bite or sting or do anything. They just glow. Kind of like you. I bite. I'm well aware. <sighs> oh, there it goes. All right. Perhaps it could grow on you. All of it? Don't push it. Come on, you already like some stuff. You like my cooking? And how I do all the outdoor chores? Maybe one day you'll like my truck. I don't hate your truck, Edison. Really? Because you sure don't show it. You act like she murdered your pet unicorn in front of you. It's not... Do you remember when I told you there was a time loop in January? Yes... Right. Well... All I ask is... Don't be cross. mind. I would prefer anger, actually. I can't believe it! Don't. You thought my redneck shit was hot the whole time? You'd never get it on tape. I knew it! No! You think my tractor's sexy? No, 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 no. <laughs> You're totally into it. You wore men's work boots to a literary conference. It was that or celibacy. I think I know which one I prefer. Since when did we get service out here? Dr. Ed Tucker, can I help you? Hey, Ed! What's up? You didn't tell me you were in town. Uh, who is this? Oh, sorry, my B. Uh, it's your cousin. I think you have the wrong person, man. I don't have any of those. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, your cousin from Dad's side? Oh. Listen, you should come over for dinner tomorrow if you're free. We're about an hour's drive. I'll, I'll text you the deets. Uh. Okay. Super duper. And bring your angel, too. The more the merrier. Okay, I, I gotta bounce, but I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Are you all right? Who was that? Oh, uh, you know, my cousin. Jesus Christ. Where the Stars Fell is a production of Caldera Studios and is produced by Newton Shottlecotty. This episode was written by Lucy Brown and Newton Shottlecotty. The voice of Daniel Cotter was Damon Allums. The voice of Laura Cotter was Donna Jha. The voice of Joe Tucker was Steve Shell. The voice of Jesus Christ was Brian David Gilbert. The voice of Lucille Kensington was Madeline Harview. The voice of Dr. Edison Tucker was Newton Shottlecotty. Script edits were done by Brad Colebrook with a sensitivity read by Kit Adams. All sound effects taken from audio library, sound library, free sound, original Foley, or used under Creative Commons license. Find transcripts, social media links, and places to listen at wherethestarsfell.com. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Are you emotionally exhausted? Do you have strong feelings about authoritarian power structures? 
Have you ever stared up at the night sky and felt tiny and alone? If so, ask your doctor about Wolf 359, the award-winning sci-fi audio fiction podcast by Kinda Evil Genius Productions. Side effects may include strange genetic experiments, unreliable AI systems, the potential discovery of alien life, and toothpaste. Find Wolf 359 wherever you listen to podcasts and visit wolf359.fm to learn more.